name of the boat is called Happy Here for a reason. Mm-hmm. When we weren't chartering a boat, when we weren't on the boat in the water around an island, right. I became very unhappy. Nah, unhappy is not the right word, unhappy. but I, I became restless, right? And so Happy Here was like, it's two things. One, we're happy to be here, right? It's a, it was a long journey to get here. And two, we always want to remember that in the moment, you know, to, to focus on trying to be happy. And so when you get that in your blood, like, you know, wanting to go see an island or, or even vacation, probably, even a beach, like, uh, it, you gotta, you get that itch that needs to be scratched. Hi, this is Chris. I'm Amanda. And we are traveling around the world on our boat, and we're currently in the Caribbean Sea. And, and you're you watching Folks Alert. Welcome to the Folks Alert. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Chris and Amanda on the Happy Here boat in the Caribbean. Did I, did I say that right? You did. Okay, wonderful. How are you guys doing today? Great. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful day. Where, where in the Caribbean are you guys actually right now? So, uh, last time I checked, if I looked over there, we are about 77 miles from St. Thomas. Uh, we, we just left St. Bart's this morning. Wow. Do you guys typically... It's, okay, let me let me back up. You're in St. Bart's or St. Martin? Well, we... <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, Banguilla, St. Martin, and then St. Bart's. We're kind of close together. We just toured all those islands. And now we're heading back to St. Thomas right now. So we're in passage. Um, and we probably will arrive around 3 o'clock in the morning. So we got a long ways to go. Okay, so now I found you guys by accident. Okay, I was on Instagram. Um, I don't know what I was doing, and you popped up, Chris, doing a, uh, I guess, commentary on your journey around uh, the island. But you were talking about a guy who rolled up in a boat. I guess he's a millionaire yacht, and you're like, look at this guy in the red, and he's doing this and he's doing that. I was like, oh, what is this? So I went to your page. <laughs> so so I, I went to your page and I was like, wait a minute, are they on a boat? You know, and for a minute I said, oh, maybe, maybe you guys are just, you know, you know, I live in Florida. So people go out on the weekend on boats and do what they do and then come yeah. back in. Then I was like, wait, a minute, you guys are in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy kind of lifestyle. All right. So, um, and we can dive into that however deep you want, but we basically sold everything. 
and that video, for example, uh, is just stuff that we see every day, um, and people find it interesting. And uh, I mean, you know, the places that we go, like that video you referenced, uh -huh. um, that guy's a you know he's a multi billionaire, and he's and these billionaires got lots of cool toys, and they happen to love coming to the places in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, and so we see crazy. We try to be respectful of their privacy for the most part, but I'll, I'll protect the millionaires before the billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it, it do look like you're on a boat because your your signal is a little choppy. Um, are you mid? Yeah. Are you, the, are you in the middle of the ocean right now? Yeah, we're we are we're about seventy miles offshore in the Caribbean Sea, Atlantic Ocean. Um. We use Starlink uh, for our connectivity, so every once in a while, you know, you get a blip here and there. It also comes from the, uh, you know, the motion of the ocean moving the boat around. Right. So there's right. all kinds of reasons for it, but yeah. Now let's let's back up a little bit, Chris and Amanda. Um, whose idea it was to sell everything, get <laughs> off land, and live in the Caribbean on the boat? Whose idea was that? I'm gonna start with Amanda. Originally his, um, but I was on board pretty quickly. Yeah, why, we've, why, we've why, why, why were you on board? Well, I love the water, love the ocean. Um, and we were in Texas, so that was a little too landlocked for us. Um, that we started sailing several, several years ago. He can talk more about that um, and just fell in love with it. And we're doing it for vacations as much as we could. So decided to try it full time. Well, he had to talk me into it a little bit. Well, the vacation turned into, well, the vacation was a hobby, and the hobby turned into, like, this is what we're doing full-time now. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. And a little bit about your background. What, what do you guys do for a living prior to this, this journey? Um, so we're still working. I'm still working. He's trying to stop. Um, but I'm in forensic psychology, and I do a lot of background work on legal cases, both mm -hmm. civil and criminal. So a lot of that I learned that I could remotely during COVID and have just continued to do so. Yeah. What about you, Chris? So, um, you know, I'm in technology. I was the CTO of a, of a software company and, um, it was, you know, these are all kind of intertwined together. Um, you know, you, I spent most of my life working really, really hard. And so, um, uh, I've got that, I've been having that desire for many, many years that I just needed a break. Right. It's kind of how this all started opportunity to, to, to lead my software company from pretty much anywhere. That's the beauty of COVID as much as the bad it brought. It brought that uh, opportunity to us. And so now um, I'm, I'm a couple weeks away from essentially retiring and then uh, make this make this a more um, more focused effort. You know what I you know what I like uh, what, what I love about what you guys do right uh, and essential anyone can probably do this right anyone can do it if they really wanted to do it it's yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's expensive you guys own the boat right yeah it you is own the boat. well okay there's lots of ways to do it we do own the boat but um you can do it cheaper um we did not um you can have a smaller boat we right. did not um but but yeah you absolutely can do it and it's i mean if you sold everything and just let go um that's the hard part honestly uh, most people think they want to do this they think they want this lifestyle but they don't really want to let go they want to let go of family relationships to friends and, and and we try i don't think we've let go of them 
but you kind of have to, to some extent, to, to be able to pull this off. It's not easy. There's definitely a, a, a transition period you go through. And you can't get seasick. Oh, At least yeah. not often. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, tell me a little bit about the letting go, right? Because let's just say, for example, you, you live in the Caribbean now. Let's just say you live in the Caribbean. Okay, you live on a boat, but you kind of live in the Caribbean. It would be no yeah. different than if you were living in, say, for example, um, New York, right? Or Florida. People can still come visit you. You had one uh, incident in your video. Uh, friends came to you, came and visit. They flew in. They told you when you were in, in the cab. They came on the boat. And then yeah. they hung out with you for a little bit. And you, they went to their hotel and did their sightseeing. So, I, I mean, it, you're not really letting go. It's just you just choose to live in a different part of the world yeah it, it there's two parts to that right so you are letting go because you're letting go of convenience right um there's a lot that's very inconvenient about this life whether something's broken on the boat or you want to run down the store and get a hamburger you can't do those things all right so there's everything you want to do on a boat has to be planned for so there's that aspect of letting go of the things that make you know you can just get in your car and That's Friday night, you know, yes, we have friends at the boat all the time. Actually, we're going to St. Thomas right now to pick up another set of friends. Um, but uh, you only get that, you know, one set of friends once a year, maybe. And so those relationships that you can go hang out on a Friday night together or go to the party where all your buddies are or go to the bar and hang out with all your old friends, you know, all those kind of things, that that's that's gone. You can't do that anymore. So, it, it, but it, what it does do is it focuses you. So when your friends do come to the boat, you have that really cool special time that you get to do something that most people don't ever get to do. Um, and that makes it uh, a lot more special. How, how long have you guys been married? 29, oh, I should have let him answer, but 29 years. <laughs> okay, because you, you wanted to know if he actually know the date. So you guys been married 20, 29 years, right? Yeah. So this is something you get to do with your best friend. This is probably yeah. the ideal. I mean, if you had someone to pick someone to do it, you're doing it with your best friend, Chris. Yeah. And by the way, if you're going to live on a boat and we have a, has a pretty good sized boat. Um, but if you're going to be on the boat for any length of time with anybody, even three days, <laughs> they better be your best friend Yeah. Uh, because you can't run away. Right. I mean, we're in the middle of the ocean right now. If we got mad at each other, it, <laughs> we got to resolve it um, right. because we are stuck. But I like being stuck with her. So. Right. Uh, it's not a bad life. The scenery. Okay, I'm showing a, a video in the background here. You're jogging. You probably never wake up in the same place uh, too often. You know, because you may be here in St. Thomas for maybe three days, four days, maybe a week. And then if you don't like it here, you can just dip off and go to the, you know, another island uh, yeah. So you get to see different scenery. You're not seeing the same thing. Yeah, that's correct. And that's the beauty of this part. Like when you go to vacation, um, if you're on a vacation, you have seven days, you have to run around and see what all the tourists go see. When you kind of roll into a place, you, we don't even go do that stuff. I mean, we go, we do all kind of, I mean, we have all kinds of strategies, but we look for the stuff that nobody ever goes to see. We go to the restaurants that nobody ever goes to. We look for relationships that nobody else would even stop to talk to. 
try right. to talk to the locals and meet people and go to some of the same places more than once to, to visit with the uh, owners yeah. or the workers or whoever. Yeah, we actually build relationships kind of where we go. And that's what's different about it. And so, yeah, it's part vacation. It's kind of a, a pretty fun life, but it's also what our interests are, you know. Now, I want to back up a little bit before you even you guys did some sailing before, right? Before you even decide to even jump into full time. Where did typically when you go sailing, where did you guys go prior to jumping into this full time? Go ahead. Um, all right, so our very first sailing trip, uh, my first time to step on a sailboat really was in 2014. So not that long ago. Um, and that was in the British Virgin Islands or BVI. And that's where I fell in love with island life. I fell in love with sailing. We fell in love, sorry. Yeah. We, we. And that is our favorite place still in the world right now um so we're basically about to be back there in a couple of days mm -hmm. um so most of the times we would go there but we've been to belize st uh, we martin before bahamas uh, bahamas st florida things like that but bbi is still special to us and probably always will be but this is our first boat to own we were never even boat owners before this yeah we just chartered other people's boats the boat owning thing is different right because you find yourself being the HOA, the maintenance. <laughs> yes. listen, listen, listen. All of it. Listen, you don't have a lawn to mow, right? But you do have <laughs> maintenance on that boat. Dude, let me, I want, I, want, I want to play a clip of you, Chris, being MacGyver on this okay. boat, okay? <laughs> and Amanda, you know, doing the commentary during this whole, uh, situation you know how I, yeah. and i come let me play this and then we'll come back we'll talk how often okay. that this stuff happens okay now our remote control for the anchor or windlass is no longer working so pull this thing apart and now i've learned how to test like resistance on the line so that is definitely the black line this is the blue line and what's wrong is the brown line is no longer working all right i have troubleshot this the brown wire um it's, the problem is between here and here in this chunk of wire so the good news is i can just basically remove the chunk of wire but to plug this in and see if i can uh, fix it so here we go all right and I see the chain working. Windless is working. Saved us how much? Uh, a couple hundred bucks. Love it. <laughs> nice. Nice. Is this, how often is this? Wait, we cut up for a second. Are you there still? Yeah, I'm still here. How often, okay. how often do you do this? Um, well, I'll tell you what, man. It, it comes and goes. There's some times where I'm working on something once a day sometimes twice a day, depending on what might've gone wrong. Um, thankfully, fingers crossed, I haven't had to do any major repairs in, in a week. Well, you've got a couple things you need oh, to do. Oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the list is always there. We, um, the, one thing, the one thing a lot of people don't realize, uh, owning a boat, especially this size, is a full-time job. Because there's always, if you're not fixing something, you gotta do maintenance on it. Mm -hmm. 
You got to keep it clean. You got to keep it polished. You got to keep the vinyl and the rubber and all, you know, the different chemicals that can be used for this surface and that surface. Uh, you got the whole scrubbing. Like it, I mean, it's, it's a lot of work to own it for this lifestyle. Just battling the rust alone. I mean, everything oh. on the boat tries to rust. It yeah. Seems like. They call it salt life for a reason. You know, salt is basically your enemy. Salt and, and sand is right behind that. Right. And so you're essentially fighting erosion on a daily basis. And yeah, you can stop doing it. Um, you can stop scrubbing your hull, uh, but all those things have a consequence and they build up over time. Um, and so you're going to pay for it one way or the other. You can pay for it with your time now, or you can let it <laughs> eat away and rust, erode, and then you're going to have to pay to replace it. And then you're still going to spend the time to put in the effort to do it, plus the money. So yeah, it's a, it's a never ending um, battle. battle process. I was I was just about to ask you about the salt water because that salt water is just expensive because you know even being there and I was gonna ask you how do you get fresh water do you is there a process that go through the boat that that makes that salt water fresh water oh yeah yeah we have a fantastic uh, water uh, water making machine um, it's more complicated than most people have on their boats. Most people have a, you know, they press the button, uh, they push one little button and it goes and makes water. Mm -hmm. Um, ours is designed to be fixed and repaired anywhere in the world. So, um, we can make about, it says 40 gallons an hour, really we make about 36 gallons an hour. Um, but it's about a 15, it's about a 15 minute process to spin it up and then it generates 36 gallons an hour. We can hold about 200 gallons of water. Um, and then another 10 minute process to shut it down. Um, and so we do basically every four days, every five days. Depends on how many people are on the boat. With uh, just us, obviously, lasts longer, and it is gotcha. super high quality water. As oh well. yeah, yeah. So that's the best thing about our water making machine. We make uh, our just regular tap water is like bottled water. So even from the shower, we get essentially bottled water pouring over. So <laughs> it's kind of nice. That is a nice perk. Is that the same water machine that uh, I saw one video that you had where? You said the water maker go down. You waiting for a guy Polo to come fix? Oh yeah. Was that yes. was that okay? Let let, let me yeah. play this video. I want to come back and I want to talk to you about it about the water machine. We'll talk back about okay. the water machine. Well, the uh, water maker is not uh, fixed yet. Uh, my friends uh, Brian and Lisa, uh, we dropped them off on land. Um, they're going to the super high end resort. Having a good time there. So yeah, water maker, pump still out, but we found an electrician on Virgin Gorda named Polo. Um, and so Polo should be here, <laughs> uh, getting anybody to do anything or get connected sometimes in the islands is quite a bit of a challenge. So uh, I think he knows where we are. Uh, we're, so we're sitting out here in uh, the North Virgin Gorda Sound. So it's bitter in Yacht Club right there. And then, of course, you know, the smattering of the mega yachts. I should have one called Vibrant Curiosity back here. It's got a helicopter on it. How, how long did it take Polo to come fix the water, the water machine, <laughs> the water maker? Okay, so, yeah, so Polo didn't actually fix it. But what he did help me do was he helped me. And I have, actually, my wife has been on me here to get the videos done because there's like a four-step process. Four uh -huh. What he helped, what Polo helped me do is figure out that the wiring for the uh, to the high, the high pressure pump, which is the most critical part of the water making machine, um, was was actually good. Mm -hmm. So it all pointed back to being on the electrical switch. So now I, you want to talk about MacGyver? 
Um, I did something most people probably wouldn't do. I disassembled a, a high voltage um, switch, which I have video of. I haven't put it up yet. Um, and I actually rebuilt that thing and made the switch myself because you can't buy that in the island. Well, we tried and they sent us the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. We, it's, that's a whole other story. So, yeah, we, so we are, our water breaker was down for, I don't know, a week? Four days? Five days? Yeah, we were, we were running low on water. Um, so that's one of the things you don't want to run low on. But you're you're the guy in tech, so this is this is should be an easy fix for you. You're the tech guy. <laughs> well, I'm a software guy. I'm a virtual tech guy, not like wires and voltage. Like, yeah, that's yeah. I had to learn. I'm learning how to be an electrician, um, slowly but surely. It's just one of the things you have to do on a boat. You're you're on the boat, right? And it's Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, Amanda. You, you call into your office, and they say, hey, hi, Amanda, how you doing? Well, I'm actually looking at the beautiful sea, and um, I'm seeing the sunset, and I'm, I'm having some, some Caribbean fruits. They got to be <laughs> jealous of that. Oh, yeah, they are. They let me know all the time. Uh, <laughs> but they also like to see what we're doing. I send pictures back and right. try to, uh, yeah, but they do get tired of our backgrounds, both, both of our jobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of our big clients know I'm, I'm working from a boat. So it's kind of one of those things they don't want my background up, but they also do want the background up. And so it, it's, it's been interesting. I try to, I, we actually try to hide it more often than not, just because, you know. It's distracting. It's distracting. <laughs> right. I mean, you're sitting you're, there you're at a beautiful a, beach. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a place where the view is never the same. It's, yeah. I, I went through your video uh, well, I went through your page this afternoon, and I'm like, damn. It's like, I might want to try this. <laughs> listen, listen, I was born in South America, right? I was uh, raised in New York. But every summer, uh, when in my teens, my parents would we'd take vacation in the Caribbean. I probably went to all the Caribbean island um, when I was a kid. So I've been, I've been to the Caribbean island from all the way down from Antigua, Trinidad, Montserrat, uh, St. Lucia, um, Barbados, um, St. Vincent, you name it, I've been there at, at some point in time. And when I'm seeing this, I'm like, it's been a minute. I mean, it was, I didn't know how much it, how much it cost, but my parents was paying for the trip for, my, for me and my siblings, but I don't know, if, I, I wonder if I can convince my mom to, to fund this trip again. <laughs> you should. <laughs> She's not gonna go for that. <laughs> yeah. Once it's in your blood, though, once, once you once you once you crave that feeling of on that beach and you know freedom or how, whatever it means to you, right? Man, it's hard to shake that. And for us, we just we we just couldn't shake it. Yeah. The name of the boat. What happened? Well, maybe you get into that later. But the name of the boat is called Happy Here for a reason. Mm -hmm. When we weren't chartering of boats when we weren't on the boat in the water around an island right i became very unhappy nah, unhappy is not the right word unhappy. but I, I became restless right and so happy here was like it, it's two things one we're happy to be here right it's a, it was a long journey to get here and two we always want to remember that in the moment you know to, to focus on trying to be happy and so when you get that in your blood like you know wanting to go see an island or or even vacation probably even a beach like, uh, it, you gotta, you get that itch that needs to be scratched. You had a video of 
you guys going back to Dallas, Texas, where you where you guys originally from? You seem very depressed. Okay, <laughs> I want. Yeah. I want <laughs> hold on, I want to play a little bit of that video because okay. it snowed when you, while you were there. Chris, you didn't look too happy. Uh, uh, Amanda, you didn't have a jacket. Uh, but you guys got through it. But you know, but you couldn't wait to get back to where you were, where you are right now. I want to play a little bit of that video because it it shows, you know, not your discomfort, but how so comfortable you are where you guys are at, right? And then going back to to you know the mainland is just like oh i don't want to do this let's you know all right i'm here to see friends and family but i'm ready to get back to my life you know so let, let me let me play that we'll come back with chat okay. all right well we're back in uh dallas where actually. it's freezing okay not to people who live in yeah, other places but for us it's freezing it doesn't, I know, like, I know it doesn't know. matter. But look how pretty. It is pretty, but nobody can tell. You can't tell in the video, but it is now. Anyway. Okay, right, let's go get our car. Um, yeah, where's our It's raining, and this is all ice. Like, it's, like, I can't even tell you how thick this is. You can kind of get a sense of it, but. You're ready to get back. You're not used oh. to this. You guys are not used to this. No. You know? Yeah. We get chilly. I, if it goes below 70 degrees, I get cold, though. It, yeah, we're putting nice. on a little sweater at night. But even for the weather, you're right. You, how long have you guys lived in Texas? Uh, twenty About 25 years, yeah. I think. We were in Louisiana. We were born in Louisiana. Um, but we lived in Texas for a really long time. It's very unusual to see snow in Texas. Yeah. Every few years I'll get a little bit, but that was a lot. It's not unusual to see ice, and that's that's what they get the most of. And it's miserable. Yeah, but I've, you know, excluding the the past few years, it seems like Texas is getting a lot of snow. I've never remember Texas to be like a a, a cold state. It's always dry, desert. <laughs> uh, but the the shift in the weather. Um, a lot of cold fronts are coming to Texas. Yeah. Compared to where, and where we are, at. Yeah. yeah, it's it's still a damp cold. Dallas, East Texas, and Houston are they can be pretty chilly. Mm. Yeah, we don't right. like it. You don't like it? <laughs> Not anymore. You're living on a boat. Life for you guys is normal. What is shopping like? Because you, I, I saw a clip of, of you guys shopping. D do you guys decide, because you're in the Caribbean, do you want American, when you go shopping, grocery shopping, do you particularly look for a store to carry all the stuff that you can get back home? No, you have to learn to uh, just be grateful for whatever is around <laughs> and make substitutions when you can. Um, a lot of times we are carrying backpacks and all these bags that you bring with you. We have electric bikes um, with bags and we'll sometimes take the bikes to go shopping. Um, but yeah, you take whatever you can find. If you do find a well-stocked market, oh. then you really stock up. Yeah. We have two electric freezers so we can also stock food for later. 
And this boat actually has a pantry, which kudos to the prior owners. Most do not. <laughs> right. For, you, for, for the two of you, okay? This is what you're doing now. Would you guys leave the Caribbean? Sail maybe to, you know, Europe, the Mediterranean? Uh, I mean, what's, what's the plan? Y you have Brazil. We have Brazil, you know, deeper on the coast of Chile and, you know, Argentina. Why haven't you guys migrated that, that, that way? So, well, you know, we're, we just, we're almost, I guess we're about one year into this. Almost. Um, and so there's a couple, there's a couple elements to it. One is insurance, right? So, um, oh, okay. being the first owner of a boat, uh -huh. um, they treat us like a 16 year old with a Ferrari, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, when you're sailing around with a seven figure boat, they want to know, uh, uh, they want to know that you're not going to crash into somebody, you know, damage major property. So you basically have to kind of prove yourself for about a year. Before gotcha. they'll start um, expanding your um, your boundaries that you're allowed to do, um, so now that we've done that, uh, we've got a, we're in the process right now of renegotiating with a couple of insurance companies to find out what's the best deal. So it starts with insurance first, um, and then after that, it's uh, I'm about to retire. So you know, once we get once we get that done, then we won't have to worry about me. I'll be able to focus on the boat full time. And so once we overcome those two things then we actually can start planning around it. So the, I think the goal still is to work our way down the island. So we're, we're working our way back up to Bahamas um, mm -hmm. for the summer. Um, Going to restock one last time, get some uh, boat work done, and then we'll start the, you know, heading down the Gentleman Islands, essentially coming right back through here, going through all the islands you talked about um, visiting. We'll see all of them, right. head over to Panama, and we'll head off uh, to the French uh, Polynesian Islands, and we'll do the circumnavigation that way. You ask about South America, we're probably going to stay closer to the equator in the warmer um, climates for two reasons. One, we like the warm weather. As right. you saw. And, right. and two, the colder the water gets, the more violent it gets. And ah. so uh, you got to, uh, if you want to go down to Chile, I would love to visit Chile on a boat, but you're taking your life in your hands um, getting into those waters because it can get, you know. Look at any, there's a reason people don't go around the, um, uh, the earth or around the polars. Uh, unless you really know what you're doing, you have a very, very strong boat. Because that, that water will rip you apart. We have gotcha. to also make sure there's nothing around us. Oh, we are what? still on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what? I forgot yeah, about that. You guys are actually on a boat right now and you're in the middle of the yeah. ocean. Yeah. yeah, that's actually the longest we've ever gone without. Peace here there. <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 um, I can see the radar over here, so I can see the boats that are on um, the radar picks up, but that mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's picking up all the boats, right? So you still have to keep a watchful eye. Wonderful. We have weird lighting because of the uh, boat moving. Yeah, the yeah, so you're seeing the sun and all this kind of stuff kind of come around. So apologies for your viewers. <laughs> when when you're when you're moving around in the sea, right? You see a lot of things. What about the 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 dolphin, the whales, and all that stuff. Do you see a lot of oh. that? the marine life? We don't see a lot, not as much as we would like. But when we do yeah. see it, we're like kids in a candy shop, or, or especially me. I'm so excited. Like we saw whales a, a few a few weeks yeah, ago, yeah, three or four of them, and they were just splashing and playing, and oh, I loved it. That's one of our favorite clips, actually. I think we posted we one tiny little whale slap. We have more we need to do. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, but the dolphins are a lot of fun. We had um, a couple a couple weeks ago. We had a pot like twenty six. 
or 16, I think. There's a bunch. And they were all over the front of the boat. And watching that is just, we, we will never get enough of that, frankly. It's one of the best things about this life. Well, it's got to be cool, but what about the... Listen, aside from that, you were, were talking a few moments ago about the water being rough going deeper, you know, if you're going to South America. And I, I kind of get that now. Those individual that has the yachts that pull up next to you, so those boats can handle those kind of waters? Well, they could, but the, most of the owners wouldn't want to do that. I think of all of, and we have seen, so mega yacht is like 100 to 150 feet and super yachts, anything over 150 feet. We have seen, I can't even tell you how many mega super yachts, mega yachts, super yachts that we've seen. I mean, and it, all but maybe one or two um, were certainly for pleasure. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're a billionaire, most people don't want to go through that. You just, unless you're just a super adventurer and most of them are not. You have your crew take the boat and yeah. then you fly in. Yeah, well, that, the way most of those things work, as we've talked to other different crew uh, crew folks, the, they have their crew move the boat somewhere in the world that they want to go hang out, and then they fly in on a private jet, have a helicopter out to the boat, and then hang out. And then they get off the boat and then make their crew move it across the ocean or whatever. So, Oh, so that's, yeah. how, so that's how that works. Because I always wonder, like, how these boats, how these, these yachts are getting from point A to point B. I just I just assume that they're on they're on these yachts. No. Twenty four seven. No, no, no. Most of them come and go. Like, I mean, they might spend a week, but you know, if if you're worth a couple billion dollars, it's probably a reason for that. And so um, you're probably a pretty busy person with a busy schedule. Um, if you're driven that hard to make that kind of money, you don't like. I I don't I'm not driven like that anymore. Right? We're like I'm done chasing all that stuff and we're ready to enjoy life so but some people are not wired that way and most of those people are not they they can't i don't even i don't think a lot of them can even relax like we do what well you what, couldn't either yeah, I, I, honestly i couldn't either it, yeah. it wasn't that long ago where i was like that and now i'm just i see life differently what what, what made you wind down chris i'm sorry say that again what made what made you wind down the, the, the chase and the dr uh, you were you were always driven yeah. career driven and then something clicked and says well you know i just want to just live life yeah a couple things happened um but if i was going to nail it down to one thing so i got covid twice um and the first time was not good it took me about six months to recover uh -huh. and then i got it um the reason that we actually have the boat uh january of last year i got COVID a second time and it was it was not good. Like uh, there was a, there was a moment where I thought I could close my eyes and not wake up, and that was what clicked in my mind. And when I when I came out of that a few weeks later, I started shopping for a boat. So I, by the way, I didn't ask permission from work. I didn't ask. I didn't tell the board of directors. I just went and bought a boat. We, from the moment I decided this is what we're doing, it was quick. We had a boat within three months. Um, and so we now the plan was always to do the boat, right. but it was going to be a lot more casual. We sped up the plan by about two years. Yeah. So, and but and if I was going to say, you know, COVID accelerated it, but just the, um, the grind of everything it took to get us this far, um, you know, it just kind of wears down on you after a while. And when you get a taste of island life and seeing people who aren't in a hurry, when people talk about island time, mm -hmm. they're doing that because... <laughs> 
they don't want stress in their life. Stress is the enemy, um, as you as a Kenny Chesty lyric. Um, and when stress is the enemy, um, and when you learn that that is your enemy, that's what's killing you. Um, you see life differently. So that's pretty much the, the sum of it. Yeah. Aside from the, the marine life, the super yachts, you guys also meet interesting people other than the, <laughs> you know, the, um, the, the locals, you went to dinner. Let me put this up on the screen. You went to dinner. Um, we were talking. Yeah, but, I, but we can't say where. Well, no, yeah, that's fine. Just, you, you went to dinner. Okay. Or when. Or when. Oh, that's cool. You went to dinner. Now, you're moving around. You're not really caring who's who. You're just having dinner and sightseeing. You run into this couple, and it took you. You didn't even realize you were actually talking to them. No. Yeah, we talked. Um, we were talking for 90 minutes, um, just like they were anybody else. They treated us normal. We treated them normal, uh-huh. and until it clicked. It's, it's, by the way, it's a hilarious story because they laughed about it. We laughed about it. Yeah. We <laughs> once I realized I felt pretty dumb, but I was glad that I didn't or we didn't know who they were, so we could just have normal conversation and really right. just enjoy their company. They're delightful. They are like the most awesome couple on the planet. Cool. Cool. Aside from that, you know, um, you see a lot of things. You have a very interesting conversation. One of the things that impressed me about both of you is that you're very laid back. Um, we had conversation on Instagram, right? <laughs> I said, like, I said, I, I don't know if I was talking to you, Chris or Amanda. I was like, listen, I want the interview, right? And he's like, we're not interesting. I said, trust me, you're very interesting. <laughs> was I was I talking to you, Chris? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. I would have said the same, though. <laughs> yeah, we would have said the same. No, you guys are, you listen, you guys are very interesting because uh, y- it took you a while to get to this point, right? And to realize, yeah. hey, listen, the career is good, right? Um, money is probably great, but living life itself, hanging out with your best friend and just doing what you want to do and being content with where you're at in life that that is priceless you can't buy that you can't pay for that you can't you know that's something you have to earn and you in 29 years being with amanda chris you guys have earned that it hasn't come easy (laughs) yeah none of it was easy (laughs) and it's still not easy you talked about all the boat jobs and there's still stress with this lifestyle things Mm -hmm. not being convenient um but is it worth it absolutely well, I am, I'm going to fly into the Caribbean. I don't know when, you know, we're going to do an in-person interview. I'll bring my crew and uh, you give me a tour of the boat and you will okay. be my tour guide. You guys will be my tour guide uh, around, <laughs> the isle- around the island. Okay. Let's do it. I want to ask you one thing before you go. Okay. Things are so laid back. Island time. Chris, you went. Checking into immigration, you had a a conversation about going to immigration and leaving. There's no one there. Okay, is is it always that lax? And I only ask that question because when we look at immigration, the immigration policy here and the the bustle and to get to the border, you know, no one's really sweating you or giving you a hard time. It it was different. Yeah, uh, 
so we deal with basically we have to deal with immigration customs immigration everywhere we go mm-hmm. so all the islands are different um and that's your responsibility um if you're going to come in on a boat you have to know all those things and honestly i don't you know saint bart is just a different animal um first off you got to have a <laughs> that is not a cheap place to hang out um so i think probably immigration takes care of itself there but it's really weird um to to have a country not want to know every little detail about you especially the smaller ones and more importantly the smaller ones they want to know all those details and then they want to tax you mm-hmm. or charge you fees right and so it was really weird checking out of that country because it's like it's like no big deal there but you had an equally different and an interesting experience in St. Martin where the director of immigrations saw our dinghy on the dock oh. asked us what we were doing yeah. brought us in er- brought Chris in early and personally checked him into the country yeah yeah, that got that. So you you never know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get. You can be treated rudely because they're just tired of you know people being rude to them, right? Or you get this amazing experience that you know because they're just super nice people. So every country is different, and we just take it. You know, whatever it is, I always try to um, you know give everybody the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what their day was like, and so uh, if you're nice to them, you should. Okay, so tell me. So when you when you're going into port or into another country, you have to find immigration and then tell them, hey, listen, I'm here. Here's my passport. This is my boat name and check in. And then when you leave, you do the same process leaving, right? Yes. Sometimes there's an online process that you start with. Some countries you don't. Um, you never know how much paperwork. They usually want boat registration, um, crew list. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, every, every country is completely different. So her job uh, as first mate is to make sure that before we roll up into a country that she's thought through all this thing, read about it, you know, all the, because those policies can change too. So you might, they can change overnight, honestly, the forms. Um, so you have to be really ready when you roll up in there because if, if you go to the wrong country and, and don't follow the right process, they can find you. In some cases, take your boat. There's all kinds of bad things that can happen. Right. Got you. Well, Chris and Amanda, I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate you guys taking your uh, Sunday afternoon in the middle of the Atlantic in the Caribbean Sea to have this conversation with me. Please take the, the phone the, and show us a view of that Caribbean, please. All right. Sure, sure. All right, let's see here. Oh, yeah. I'll take you out the back. Let's see. Oh man, look at that. Chris, look at that view, sir. So I don't know if you can see out here, but Saba, uh, it's a big volcano island. It's still out there about, I don't know, maybe 100 miles. Uh huh. Can't see St. Martin for that direction. Right. Then you walk over here and you can see the sun might be too much. That's where we're going. <laughs> so wow. there's basically nothing around us. In the middle of the Caribbean Sea. Oh, yeah. Well, and you can see this. We got our sails up. See those. Uh, trying to do the reverse. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How, fa- how fast are you guys going right now? We are going how fast are we going? We're probably going about seven. Um, yeah, six. Uh-oh, I moved around too fast. What, what, what is six yeah. knots? What is that? in miles um so i think uh for a, a mile an hour is like 1.1 knots or uh-huh. the one knot is one 
No, maybe a knot is 1.1 miles per hour. So they're kind of close. You can almost call them miles per hour. Okay. Cool, cool. And you guys are expected to be where you're going in the next, what, 13 hours, you say? Uh, right now, it says 7 in the morning. 7 in the morning? <laughs> I hope that speeds up. Yeah, and yeah. better wind. Yeah, we slowed down a little bit, and we haven't been trimming the sails while we've been talking. So we'll go adjust some things. We'll probably pick a different line, and hopefully we're rolling around 3 in the morning. Okay. We left at uh, almost nine this morning. Okay, and when you get off here, I'm sure. Do you guys sleep between that time? We both, yeah, we took we both took turns taking a quick nap while the other one was watching. And we'll, this evening we'll both kind of do a shift, taking turns. Yeah, probably. we do four hour shifts, so I'll sleep um, for four hours, well, as much as you can, and then just basically rotate. That's what okay. you have to do because you, if you're not looking around every 15 minutes. They got cruise ships out here, tankers, cargo ships. And if you're not paying attention, a lot of times those big ships are on autopilot and, you know, disaster is just waiting. So you got to be alert. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, listen, I'd love to have you guys back. This was a a very informative conversation. I enjoy it. Uh, And again, I appreciate you guys coming on, chatting with me. You guys are a great couple. You're inspiration. I I might just want to quit my job and work on the boat i I gotta i gotta listen you two have have motivated me to figure something out you know i gotta do something this i could do the podcast from the boat or something i gotta do something you know but it was it was a great conversation yeah man whatever brings you peace peace and love that's our that's our thing definitely definitely you guys take care and um i'm sure we'll speak more but you're more than welcome to come back anytime let me know what you guys got going on Maybe we can do a live from one of these islands when you guys are running around, you know. But thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Hey, we enjoyed it. All right. You take care. All right. Bye. Bye.